Hello, everyone. Brendan Fry here, Editor-in-Chief at CG Magazine. I am taking over for Melanie because she is out of the office today. I am joined by everyone that you always love and hear. On my right, I have Phil Brown. That's me. Yep. Mm -hmm. On my left, I have Jordan. That's me. And right across the table from me, I have Cody Orm, looking very ominous at me for some reason. We, we both are at the heads of the table. Yeah, because I'm cool. Oh, the mom fight's going to go the down. daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and things got weird. <laughs> So, that since Mel is out, um, I'll be taking over all the social media and hype-checking duties, oh, and hey, everyone else will give me the information I need to go off of. Yay. Are we going to start with game news? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Before we normally yeah, do. Let's do it. Yeah. Unless you want to mix up the formula. Like like over first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Phil's not ready for it. No. <laughs> I can't handle change. <laughs> uh, so, uh, there's a Friday the 13th game. Yeah, I heard. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it started off as uh, it was called like summer camp. Yep. And uh, yeah, now it's uh, it's gone to Kickstarter. It's gonna be Friday Thirteenth. Um, uh, it's it's like a I think like sort of like an asymmetric gameplay style thing. There already like is a Friday the Thirteenth game. It's called Friday the Thirteenth on the NES. Yeah, and it's not good. So there's a Friday the Thirteenth. They used to scare the crap out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, it's a pretty bad game. That was the, like the first like jump scares. Yeah, you used I to pop say out. You would, you would go through little cabins and you would just pop out and it would yeah, scare the crap Yeah, that's not really scary as much as it's frustrating. Yeah, it's scary um, in that you knew you'd done When you were, I guess, really when I was, game. sorry, when yeah. I was four years old, that was really scary to me. Yeah, fair enough. So what, <laughs> what, do, you, what do you mean by asymmetrical? Well, I, I think from, like, what I've read about it is, like, you can play as either Jason or the teenagers, right? Ooh, yeah, like yeah it's yeah. basically, like, Evolve, but set yeah, yeah. in Friday the 13th. Oh, I like that. If I can play as Jason, I am I am on board. Yeah, that's that's like dreams come true. Really? Yeah. Right. But that's weird because there's another game that was already on Kickstarter called called Last Year, and mm. that was the same sort of idea. So I don't know what's happening because apparently, like that met its Kickstarter goal like like a, I don't know a few months ago. Mm. No one's gonna buy it because there's a Friday Thirteenth yeah. version. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, people have already started buying. I mean, people yeah. already kickstarted it, so it'll still come out. It's just yeah. This is the official... Hey, who knows, man? With, like, the history of uh, movie video games? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Could, could be really bad. Yep, like, yeah. Yeah, odds likely. are probably, but, I mean, let's let's hold our breath for Yeah, I know, because, yeah. you know, Friday the 13th is actually my favorite horror uh, movie of all on, time. I gotta on. go with Text Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, Text Chainsaw Massacre is definitely better. Yeah. It's, um, it's a better movie, but, I mean, it's just... Again, this is the Tron Godfather debate. Obviously, it is a better movie, but it's just my favorite. Really, the original one's your favorite? Like the, the first two, the first two. Like yeah, because, but they're more like they're more actually like scary movies. As Jason became more and more like prominent in his own movies, yeah, yeah. it started becoming ridiculous. I suppose, but my favorite, my favorite's Jason Lives. That's the yeah. one where he's. Uh, the I like the final chapter a lot. If I had to like yeah, pick a favorite of the series, yeah. Jason goes to hell. Uh, the best one is Jason <laughs> X. Okay. No, definitely not. No, the best one is Jason Lives. That's the one that starts with him being resurrected by lightning mm -hmm. and punching out uh, grown-up Corey Feldman's best which, friend's heart. Which, which, which is, is the, the one with the? Uh, and with then that. he does that great bit where they like. They zoom in on Jason's eye, and then he walks across his eye like James Bond and throws a machete. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. And that was also like kind of like a Scream movie, where there are bits where they're like making fun of the fact that yeah. they're in a Friday the 13th mm -hmm. movie. I think it's incredibly clever. What was the one with the, what was his name, Welshie or something? He was like the big fat guy who was like cracking jokes and that's, like the curly That's hair. part three. Is that part three? Which that's I enjoy, a good one too. I enjoy in 3D. If you can see it in 3D, it's excellent. Was that one called Friday the 13th 3D? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it has like people's eyes popping out into yeah. the camera. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the mask gets like really close in the, oh, in the title oh, Every single death is based on something poking in the yeah. camera. It's fantastic. We're talking like original like blue and red 3D glasses. Yeah, Rad Racer 3D. Yeah. And, all the D and all the DVDs and everything come with them. And they really? look like Jason's hockey mask. It's oh, that's awesome. I can't recommend it enough. I really can't. I got to watch that one. Yeah. Now. now, the first, like, I go as far to say the first six are worth watching. After that, things mm -hmm. get ugly. Fast. I mean, they're, they're all ridiculous in their own right. They but, are. And that's, that's the thing. What, is that, like, you know, there's, some corn, there's a cornball appeal, certainly. When, some are just boring. Yeah. Jason X, for example. Mm -hmm. Jason X had that one where the like the when he goes the into virtual reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. That's great. I won't pretend for a second that's not. Yeah. And then yeah. Jason like the kills two girls. And like the, like the next part is like yeah. he's like he has them both in the sleeping bag. And for sure. Oh, that's so funny. And yeah. ja and then and Jason kills David Cronenberg as well, which is good. Yeah. Times. 
but it's just mostly horrible. Oh no, it's yeah. bad. <laughs> but I think that, that that's a that's the point where like it was so self aware that it like had the range to just be as ridiculous as it wanted. Because again, it's like why not have Jason in space? Well, totally. But if it had been like why not have Jason underwater? Sure, like, but then they went and took it seriously, and that's where they fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. If they'd gone slapstick with it, I would have been all for it. Yeah, because there's nothing wrong with him. Like if he'd been in space fighting the alien and so forth, that would have been great. Yeah, alien oh, versus Predator sick. versus Jason. But he make wasn't. it happen. He wasn't. It was just him. It was just bunch of serious teenagers that were on a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> the worst part of that, too, is, like, she threw the machete back at his, yeah. like, his, like, dead body. Yeah. Why just, would you... Just give it to him. I was so Take excited all for this... that one, because that was the first one that came out in theaters. Uh, it came out in theaters the year I turned 18, so I was like, oh, this nice. is perfect. Dreams really do come true. <laughs> and I wanted to group of yeah. friends, and we all had glow in the dark Jason masks. Oh. And we were so excited, and then we all hated Friday the 13th so immediately afterwards. Yeah, it was I'm a real sorry. heartbreaker. But then Freddy vs. Jason came out. And we yeah, that was fun. That was yeah, awesome. we got back into it. There you go. But that was a sad day. I'll never forget that day. <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason doesn't get the credit it deserves. Yeah, I, it's I super it's fun. It's such an awesome movie. Yeah, it's super fun. Well, anyone who complains I, about it, I'm just like, it's called Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Like, how and good what is do you it? Like, they, yeah. they probably don't remember the big, because I remember the campaign that was being built up, like the hype mm. machine that was Freddy vs. Jason, where they had them like coming up on stage together. And yeah, they, had, like, they did the press like, conference Who's going to win? Yeah, yeah like, and you actually, and, and, yeah. and, uh, and, oh, I just, I just, Based on his name now, for some reason, Jason Voorhees. No, um, the guy, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, Kruger? the good no guy who played him. It's uh, right on the tip of my tongue. Oh god, oh god. He played Jason. Who played Freddy? Oh, sorry. sorry, Robert Englund. Ro Robert Englund. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he was just hamming it up mm. the, in like in all of that press stuff too. Oh, like, yeah, it was such a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good, good stuff. But anyway, there's this game. I hope it's good. Yeah, I think yeah. it's gonna be uh, uh like yeah. the premise of it's solid enough. Yeah. It's and at least guaranteed to be better than the, the My, only, my yeah. only problem so with it... that's something. That's a step forward. That's, I mean, some baby steps, right? Yeah. My only problem with it will be if it is too much like Evolve and it's an, a singularly, like, multiplayer experience. Mm. If they built something that was kind of, like, Until Dawn with... I imagine the, it's going to have to have some single-player component. I based, hope so. Based on the description, it seems like it will need to. So yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it's gonna yeah. be PC as well, isn't it? So I think so too. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to have. That's that's yeah. my thing because if, yeah. if they if they try if they focus too much on the the whole like asymmetrical multiplayer thing, then like it, my worry is that it will become a solely multiplayer experience. They'll try mm -hmm. to like ham in some like single player quote unquote things like you know. But if it's Kickstarter as well, how big a game can it be? You know yeah, what I mean like it, that. That's but it's got the, the Friday the Thirteenth license it on it too, right? <laughs> Which is odd that it has that, but they're on Kickstarter. I don't quite understand that. Yeah, well, I mean, you yeah, know, Shenmue had the happen? Sony backing and it still ended up on Kickstarter. Yeah. So True. That's people will just use Kickstarter to make that, like, money. I, don't even want yeah. to touch. I mean, I think in Shenmue's case, Sony wanted to see what the draw for it was and that kind of what... And by seeing Kickstarter. how many people, like, applying on Kickstarter, like, yeah. this is how many people we can kind of assume will want the game. Mm. Yeah, Doesn't I get he that. he want more money now? Yeah, yeah he, he does. does. Yeah. If you really want a full experience, you want to donate more. God. That game's... I know. I want it so bad, but I... I have no it doubt that it'll be a good bad. game. It's just like the like what sort of surrounds uh, it in that weird shady business dealing is making me like not want to really. Here's get Here's the thing. I'm a Sega kid, mm. deep down inside, and I've played through Shenmue and Shenmue Two, and like you can't just end it like that. And now there's a chance to bring it back. And wasn't wasn't. Yakuza was like the spiritual yeah. successor to Shenmue, right? But it's not yeah. in a weird, nonsensical, insane okay. way. Yes. There's a story, and I want to finish it. Do you really care? He drove a forklift. Things happen. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, a cat that's for exactly. An hour. Yes, <laughs> that cat though, this man. This is amazing. It's a great this is series. Next gen cat petting. Uh, other news: uh, Ratchet and Clank had a had a trailer. Right. Yeah, movie. trailer. Right, 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 right. It's gonna be a movie. I've not seen it. It's good. I watched it today it, twice. Yeah, it was twice. actually good. <laughs> they they showcased like the sheep gun. They showcased like some of like the more like wacky nice. elements to it. They, uh, you know, I was a big fan of the fact that they kept all the original voice actors from the game as the original characters. So mm -hmm. Ratchet and Clank and uh, Captain Commando or whatever his name is uh, will have their own Quasar? voices. Captain, I think it is maybe Captain Quasar. Maybe I, it's something ridiculous like that. I don't know. But Google it after. But don't forget they got the original Quasar. voice actor for uh, Optimus Prime as well. That's true. Didn't mean well, I, yeah, but I mean, it's just That's the, a very it's, good point. It's the idea that, like, you know, that, like, okay, like, it's well, at least an attempt. watching a movie like Max Payne, right? Here's and yeah, yeah, they yeah, got yeah. a guy like Mark Wahlberg who looks nothing like the way Max Payne yeah. looked. 
you know, it's it's good to see that they're committing to the idea that like it's a game movie. Oh, let's get the baby. characters mm. <laughs> from here's, the game in yeah. the movie. Here's what I don't understand with people who hate Transformers. Mm. It's bad. What do you expect from a movie about cars that are robots? A movie with cars that are robots, not well, two and a half hours of Shia LaBeouf being silly. I I, I get that, <laughs> and I also agree that if they like somehow found an old Transformers movies from the 80s that was by the people that made the cartoon show and they put that out now I'd probably hate it just yeah, yeah. I, I could see to that too like the toys were fantastic yeah that was great I've never really bought any of the mythology or anything I like it's like he number one and yeah. I liked number three yeah uh, really I, I like I didn't love it. I liked it. Number one, I did really yeah. like though. That was that was a fun. That one, one was acceptable. It was mm. fine. Yeah, it was, it was without it. Yeah, mm. it was. It, it had like a Spielberg movie element to it. Yeah. That was. Kind I think of Spielberg amusing. worked on that one, right? He did. Yeah. And three definitely had the wild forty-minute climax where they destroyed yeah. all of Chicago. Yeah. It's just everything before that was a little. Yeah. No, like I'm not saying it was a great movie, but yeah. had how many now? Is it four? Is they're There's coming four, on Friday? Yeah, yeah, and they like do four more. Yeah. I know. Done. Done with this. <sighs> they make a billion dollars every time. So <laughs> so exactly. Like literally, if it a made money dollars. once, it will make money forever. <laughs> so the thing. I don't okay. understand. But anyway, I know. Um, Guillermo del Toro had an interview. Guillermo. I can't say his name. I try Guillermo. really hard every time. Guillermo. 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 Ignore the L's. Guillermo. I understand. It's it. hard. It's hard. It, I know. I get. I, I understand. I, I had that problem many times. I just he, try to like he, say he it really fast. He lives there. here in a smaller way. You should actually. No, know. he really does live yeah. here. In, yeah. in a permanent. I actually. Way. I thought he lives in California too. <laughs> he has like a house in California, yeah. but he's been living here with his family for five like it's years. Like just in the beaches, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. We yep, should yep. probably not tell that to people. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the beach is pretty vast. Yeah, I went. Yeah. <laughs> when the world's end came out, I saw. I got like an advanced screening, and I got to see. Edgar Wright did a, like a Q and A. Oh, did he moderate it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It was really cool. Because he just kind of lives here. Yeah, yeah. He's just. That's around. why he's always at Fan Expo. Yeah, he's always at Fan Expo, and he does a lot of screenings with Lightbox yeah. and stuff. But anyway, all the all this stuff like the the Strain, yeah. Pacific Rim, the new one, they've been yeah. all, all been made here. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's anyway. got a little filmmaking factory going yeah. on. Well, uh, he um, he was interviewed by I just lost the uh, the name of the the site. Uh, Bloody disgusting. Okay. He's, he's yeah, doing yeah. his, uh, his like Crimson Peak. Crimson yeah, Peak. Crimson Peak yeah. stuff. Uh, and somehow the uh, the topic of Silent Hills came up. Yeah. And uh, he had some some Choice some words, words yes. about it. Yeah. His, 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 said the words, cancellation Cody? made uh, no Bleeping? explicit sense. I'm sure. Um, and he was saying like it seemed like they had a really cool concept. They wanted to make people panic, and mm -hmm. like, he, he said he oh, wanted dude, to like they wanted to go for the jugular. That PT and they had um, they had some like really solid groundwork going for it before it just got I'm all sure. well, it's yeah. amazing just because the amount of attention they got for that PT thing was out yeah. of this world like it, it oh just, yeah dude yeah. that was there's a marketing so many, and a half. there's so many yeah, ways in which makes no sense Konami uh, really want to push that pachinko machine yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, true. That's, that's true and erotic violence wouldn't make yeah, it yeah true. exactly they their, they they, and there's another priorities. one now did you hear there, there, there wouldn't be there, if, if Silent Hills and Erotic Violence both came out at the same time. There'd mm. just there, there'd be too much of a yeah. true, too much yeah. saturation true, yeah. of awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, like, did just you, too awesome. Yeah, exactly. They'd they'd be in, like. Did you not hear about the new one too, overlay. Cody? No, it's, it's called Big Boss. I'm just like, <laughs> why are they doing this? Because, I don't know. Because, why? <laughs> because what did we F do? Game industry. Yeah what, yeah, what did we do? Did we do something wrong? I feel <laughs> like they're punishing us enough? for something. <laughs> so that, that does lead us into the other story that happened in recent weeks. Um, the Adobe Adobe's statistics on game sales for yeah. Metal Gear. Yes. We had, we had uh, what was it, 178 million dollars grossed on its opening day. Opened in 24 hours, yeah. That's insane. Pretty wild. Well, well it did better than, like, again, Age of Ultron. It's, that's uh, exactly yeah, that's exactly what they said. Actually, it did better than Age of Ultron and Ant-Man combined. But that's ridiculous. But that's also, like... Subject. It's also well, it's like $80 per unit exactly. versus that's Yeah, and like, I said that too. It doesn't, it doesn't, make, it doesn't, really it doesn't balance out yeah. at all. The way games sell is very different than the way movies sell. Yeah. They physically can only fit so many people into a movie theater. Yeah. Any amount of people that want to buy a game digitally can buy a game digitally. Mm -hmm. Nothing really stops you other than bandwidth. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and, it's, uh, and, and Metal Gear was not one of those games that was ever going to be in short supply on launch. Like, no one was not going to go to a store and be able to find it. Mm -hmm. So physical units and, like, digital units together, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, of course. 
But I mean, it's still it's, incredibly it's, impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but then it's, again, it's still under what GTA Five did, which is, yeah, yeah. is almost eight hundred million. Eight hundred mil, dude. That's right. They broke right. they broke a ton of records, man. GTA Five like printed money. Yeah, that's right. That being said, Metal Gear is no slouch. Oh no, not at all. No. So I mean, but here's the thing. If if Konami was thinking, hey, maybe we should do more Metal Gear, they should probably do more Metal Gear. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I really. But I is it going to be the same without Kojima's? That's like, what I'm saying. No, the they, they should find a way to pay Kojima lots of money so he doesn't leave. His ship has sailed. I think. Yeah. That's the thing, though. I, I, don't I think wonder. Do that, burn that I, don't, down. I don't know about like the game quality, but I, I do. I do question if how sales will do without Kojima. But I'm going to throw it out there. One major thing, uh, Konami or rather Kojima has been teasing which is another part of our story Kojima has been teasing the fact that threes are the best thing ever yeah he got all, he got all sneaky on Twitter he was like <laughs> oh I just picked up the volume three of this new Star Wars newspaper and he was like oh by the way I just watched the third episode in the new True Detective series how great is it that this chick uh, whatever Rachel McAdams is smoking an e-cigarette kind of like someone else we know wink wink what I think yeah. there was like yeah. e cigars in yeah. uh, was. Phantom Pain. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, wink, wink. <laughs> yes. What? Yes. Yeah, I don't He's know. He's got to stop that. <laughs> so I mean, because okay. he was not giving up a Metal Gear. Mm. He has not given up no. a Metal Gear. But I don't. Like, I don't know how owns? well he would play with how does, uh, Konami at this point. I right? think right? 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 just named things. Mm-hmm. The, so, okay. Uh, well, if they, I mean, question. if they, if negotiations broke down between them, I think he's got a because, lot of leverage now. Yeah, the sales and Cause, yeah. Because what is it? Technically, Konami owns the license, so no. Kojima could not make a yeah. Metal Gear game. But without Kojima's vision, Metal Gear just wouldn't be what it is. To be fair, is. I think Kojima's vision is crazy. That's what makes <laughs> Metal Gear so great. <laughs> he is balls to the wall insane. That's what would have made Silent Hill so friggin' insane. Yeah. Mm. That'll be fine. He's the kind of guy who comes up with ideas I, like unplug your controller so Buddy can't read your mind. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's weird. That that's was such that's, a good idea. <laughs> that's up there with the like you have to restart your console to be. But I, I think as if you watch the video I posted two weeks ago about how Metal Gear needs an ending, I think Metal Gear does need an ending, and that this many people buying the game, there's no way Konami can deny the fact that they need to finish the story. Nice they uh, need to put out go ending. Yeah, <laughs> pull the lever. To f- get the full experience, play this particular machine only available in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I got a question there because because I feel like this is the same kind of debate with the whole Mass Effect Three thing. Does it need an ending? Like, what if no, Kojima no. really just said, "This is going to be my ending. But it's going to be I'm a sort throw of cliffhangery." It's made to have an ending. Like, it's clear that something got cut. And you think? No, no, something did get cut from the final oh, okay. game. If you bought the collector's edition, you got a DVD that basically showed, hey, we were thinking of doing this, and just never did. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Because initially I thought, yeah, I thought people were just complaining about, like, oh, it doesn't have the ending oh, that no, no, we no, no. want, right? Oh, no, 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 There's an entire, yeah, there's going to oh. be another Metal Gear fight. <laughs> there's entire footage of, like, here's an animatic of what it was going to look like. Oh, that changes everything, then. <clears throat> oh, no, it was going to be. I retract my previous statement. No, no, they... they <laughs> and they just, like, put that in the DVD. It's like, here's what you missed out. Yeah, yeah. No, because here's the thing. At $80 million, Konami is like, no, no, you're done. This is what it's going to cost. That's it. We're done yeah. with this game. So Kojima's like, but it's not fitted. Nope, done. We're done. <laughs> Don't it's care, long. We say it's <laughs> finished. The evil Konami overlord is like, no, nope. sorry, dude. This is done. <laughs> so I think that Ship it. final part needs to be released. Even if it doesn't answer everything, they need to kind of get out there. DLC. I'm sure it's going to be DLC. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be overpriced, like $35 for this DLC. Did you hear about the, uh, the the DLC and everything like the like season pass and all that stuff for Battlefront? Yeah, essentially yeah. For, <laughs> for a full version experience, like a full product experience of Battlefront, you're looking at a one hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, that's game. ridiculous. I, I was at uh, EV Games the other day, and um, the the person there was trying to sell me, like get me to pre order Battlefront, yeah. so I could get a weapons pack. And I was just like, <laughs> knock it any other way. Yeah, I'm like, so this this weapons pack. It's available on day one. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, so this should be something that's included in the game that I'll only get if I pre-order with you. If I pre-order with somewhere else, I'm not going to get this part of the game that should... uh, should have just been there in Gross. the first place. I hate yeah, that stuff. It's that the economics worst. thing is oh my god, so it makes, frustrating. Made me, I wanted to take a shower after. I was so... <laughs> anyway, I have one more piece of news, and then Ninja Jordan's got another piece of news. Yeah, can you give me the hard news? Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to say. It. I don't want. I want. I want bad news. 
So it's okay, man. Don't, don't worry, it. man. That's why I'm here. I mean, I have bad news, but it's not no, nearly as bad. Anyway, uh, the Retro VGS, mm-hmm. which is something I've been covering for a while, the Retro Video Game Console, it's supposed to be like this concept where you're it's it's a cartridge based console yeah uh with Plays everything yeah with like new games though like, oh so cool. you yes, they... re like reimaginings of old games um new games and uh like sequels to old games even like they were talking i've i interviewed um mike kennedy who is the the head of it the, the retro magazine is the the place i was doing it um and they just announced today that it's been canceled and I'm super bummed out because yeah. I was so down for that. Yeah. Sounds expensive, though. Yes and no, it depends. They had, a, they had like, a price range uh, depending on the size of the game, so it could... Yeah, no, I don't mean, like, yeah, which consumer. Makes sense, right? I mean, oh. like, to launch. To launch, yeah. yeah that yeah. was the thing. They went to... they. Th- I think they ended up going to uh, Indiegogo instead of uh, right. Kickstarter. Which I think was their biggest problem. Yeah. If they went to Kickstarter, I think they would have. It's been not like okay. Indiegogo is like a bad platform either for like like crowdfunding games, but like I I think that you're right. Like a yeah. lot more people more know eyes about would Kickstarter be on than, on Kickstarter, than yeah, yeah. Even though like Indiegogo technically has the uh, like you because you don't lose your money if you don't get funded, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so yeah. it, it could have worked better, but um, this is more eyes on Kickstarter. Yeah, it's sad because I was really excited for that, and I was gonna play uh, Shantae and the Pirates Curse. And so I want a cartridge. Stupid, <laughs> not fair. Then, anyway, then go go get a get, get a cartridge of Shantae uh, on the Game Boy Color, and then get a. It's not retron. the same, and you know that. Get a Jordan. Retron. Uh-huh. It's this basically no, the same. That's not. That is not the same. It's more or less the same. Get out. I'm sorry. I was tell playing, your news and then I was <laughs> I was playing Pac-Man 2, the new adventures on my Retron 5, and I was having a blast. That it was game is it so was bad. it is the best game. You <laughs> shut your so mouth. That really was like bad. the most innovative emotion technology utilized in a game starring Pac-Man. You don't control him. He does what he wants. Exactly. It's like it's a commentary on the human condition. You just you just didn't appreciate it, man. You just didn't appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, because it's really bad. <laughs> okay. You didn't even get to the part where you have to get Pac Jr.'s guitar back, okay? And you gotta fight the ghosts. And yeah, no, I did. Thing. It was really hard. You, you, have didn't, to even, you didn't even get to the minecart part, through. man. Yes, I did. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, no, the minecart part. There's nothing good about that game. You know what? I'm very, I'm very softer because I grew up with it, and I was like, oh, I was so very I. fond for it. I was going to play it. I had a rare three days off in a row mm. um, and I broke out my Super Nintendo and I was going to play it with my roommates and I was like you know what I know this is my day off I don't need I, this you in know my what? life I've, I played it with my buddy Edward um, and he like when we were done he actually said to me he's like he's like you know what for a long time you see people playing games on YouTube and you can't understand why they get so mad about like playing bad games he's like he's like and, but now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever played that game? No. Still? No? Oh, my It's God. like a weird point-and-click adventure. You don't it's actually control. It's not a point-and-click. It's basically point-and-click. You suggest where you would like. You can slingshot yeah, like things Pac-Man. and Pac-Man will interact with them. But then he gets like really emotional and he stops yeah. listening to you. It's really you funny. can't You can't have him be too sad because then he won't listen. You can't have him be too happy because he won't listen. You can't yeah. have him be too He gets really angry angry confident and sounds falls cool. right sounds off cliff. It's, it's, it's one of the worst games I've ever played. I got a soft Easily. spot for it. I won't deny it. No, it's a bad game. I know you it's a bad a game, but I have a big soft spot. I mean, you... And you I also like the so Mario movie, so. <laughs> yeah, so. It's nostalgia, man. I got a nostalgic love for it. It happens. It's not good. It's a bad game. Like, even as, like, a four-year-old playing that game, I was like, this is not good. No, I, made it, I made it to the part where you got to find Pac Jr.'s guitar as a kid, and then I never figured out how to do it because, you know, the internet wasn't a thing back then. So very recently when I picked it up at a, at a thrift store because I got it for, like, five bucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, then I started figuring out how to do anything. I don't know. I enjoy it. Fair enough. It's yeah. weird, right? It's just one of those weird, dumb, goofy games just because it's got Pac-Man slapped on it. But I think it had something to do with, like, a TV show that was running at the time because there was, like, themes and stuff going on. Like, there was, like, an evil witch who was doing stuff. Pac-Man, like, when he ate a pellet, he turned into, like, a superhero. Yeah, the super Pac-Man. That was yeah. cool. Right. And it was, like, weird. I think it was tied into a TV show that never really got any traction. Right. It was bad. Yeah. Because yeah. Pac-Jr., where, too, like, where did he first... come from? There was, like, a Pac-Baby. There was some yeah, other that was random the first, character. That was the first, like, thing that started, like, the whole... Like that thing in Pac-Man mythos where everything is like Pac something. Yeah. Well, because Pac Pac Land on the was a thing on the NES and that Pac-Man TV show. Yeah, that aired like in like the like eighty like 
three, I think. Yeah. I like it to remember weird. Pac-Man's, like, Pac-Man Championship Edition. Yeah. That's the Pac-Man I want to remember, not that Pac-Land. stupid Ghostly like Adventures game that I had to review. I wanted Ghostly Bad. Adventures to be good. I really did. It wasn't. I wanted yeah. it to be good. <laughs> it it was really I wanted to believe that, like, they were going to relaunch Pac-Man to, like, the modern day with a cool, like, funny TV show. And no. Yeah. It no, was I very didn't. obvious from the second I popped that in that this was not I watched the first episode of the TV show, too. It sucked. Yeah, I'm I just sure. assumed it would they be. Just, it was weird because they made Pac-Man, like... Like a, like a 13 year old kid and he's got this like kid voice but yeah. everyone calls him Pac-Man yeah I'm like you're not a man <laughs> yeah exactly you're a Pac-Boy <laughs> <laughs> anyway right. so what's the other yeah, side the final the final bit of news um, it, it really it, it, it breaks my heart to have to report this mm-hmm. but uh, you know Total Biscuit nope he is a game critic on YouTube okay. he does the I believe what it. WTF is series um, last year, he had a battle with cancer. Uh, he, had, um, he had bowel cancer, and he was able to uh, beat it. But very recently, he announced on Twitter that the there was still some there, and it spread to his liver, and now he has inoperable liver cancer. Bummer. So he said that the projected lifespan is two to three years. Um, he, although some people can live longer for that with uh, with cancer, mm-hmm. uh, he plans to be one of those people. Uh, he said also that uh, most people, in most cases, people who sort of have in- inoperable liver, ca- liver cancer uh, are typically, like who don't beat it in two to three years, are typically a lot older and don't have the strength to mm-hmm. fight it. So he is going to apparently try his best. So our, uh, our our hopes and our th- and our and our thoughts and our well wishes go out to him and his family. Sure. Indeed, mm-hmm. that's a real shame. And uh, but it, it hasn't slowed him down. I mean, I mean almost immediately after he uh, tweeted about having cancer, he posted up a video and he was really strong about it so hopefully uh, he's going to keep doing his thing and he's not going to let it get to him. Yeah. Good. Oh, it's good really all you can do, yeah. Okay then. Um, bring, it, yeah. bring us back up, Phil. <laughs> okay, I'll do my movie news now. Well, this is almost... Tell me as, you finally saw almost as, This is almost as depressing. Um, they're going to make a Die Hard prequel. No. Is it a prequel, sequel? It's going to be like prequel, a prequel and then it's going to have a, parts of a sequel? Yeah, in. yeah, but it's mostly going to be about young John McClane. Kind of what they Which, did in... Um, Men in Back 3 would have like, Yeah, time travel. Yeah. But it just seems kind of defeat the purpose because the whole point of John McClane is that he's all old and grizzled and yeah. can't take this shit anymore. Yeah. And now he's going to be He was like the all, everyman. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's going to be young. Waste of time. Yeah, whatever. You swore again, Phil. Oh, right. Yeah. My bad. Um, but uh, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's so frustrating. And it's got to be entirely because Bruce Willis is a jerk and no one wants to work with him. So really? they want to make one is more. Is that bad? Oh, yeah. It's a big problem. <laughs> um, he, got, he got fired from a Woody Allen movie recently. Did really? he? Yeah. Because, uh, well, they, they said it was just a scheduling conflict because he had to do a play and he didn't realize the play was on the same time as the movie, which is <laughs> yeah. not true. And it, it was really just because, like, yeah, they, I mean, no one knows specifically, but whatever. Yeah. He, yeah, he just didn't get along with Woody Allen. And That's fair. And the guy had to go. I, I, apparently he doesn't get along with, I know Kevin Smith was saying he did not get along with Bruce Willis for their. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of people yeah. have had troubles with Bruce Willis. He's gotten notorious. And there's he does those, like, press junkets where he like ices people out and stuff he seems what, like a what bad he just guy not answer questions or? oh there was one where he like there's one for red too when the guy interviewing was like i really like red i really like red too and he's like did you <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like it's your movie man and then he was like and then, and then after that he was like was he honestly like genuinely not like he being actually, sarcastic yeah that's what like he was that. like and then he was and then after that he was like let me tell you something okay the fun part's making the movie this part isn't fun we don't enjoy this at all <laughs> And I was just like, oh. now that makes me wonder if that little skit he did on Between Two Ferns was just him being genuine Bruce Willis. <laughs> I think he's the, that's the one of Between Two Ferns is closest to him, for sure. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, Warner Brothers fin- finally stopped pretending this wasn't happening and just announced that they're going to make King Kong versus yep. Godzilla. Yes. Yep. Everyone time. knew it was happening. Which was only a matter of time, but it's good to have it official. Wasn't like Godzilla like half the size of the building that King Kong no, climbed no. up? No, no, in the new movie, King Kong uh, Godzilla is huge. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. But but Kong, by comparison, would be tiny. Well, totally. Kong would just step on him. But that's why they're creating a new King Kong. Oh, so he's going to be the series big yeah. Godzilla. It's going to be a series of movies. So there's going to be next, clear. There's going to be God's uh, King Kong, which I forget what the name of the movie is called. It's it's Skull Island. Skull Island. Oh yeah, yeah. Skull Island. Yeah. 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 And then after that, there's going to be Godzilla two. And then after that, there's Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. Or so, King Kong versus Godzilla, however. Yeah. 
Yeah, How yeah, are yeah. they going to, like, there's no way that they can make King Kong that massive, though. I don't know. They yeah. Do anything they want. I, who knows? I mean, like, that gonna have to maybe it is so gigantic, Godzilla. it's unlikely. But maybe they'll have, like, King Kong will get, Be, like, know, super fast or something. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. a primate. Mutant, he can operate mutant radiation. <laughs> you know, he can make weapons. Oh, that would be awesome. Do, like, Chuck can he grows, like, 50 feet. <laughs> yeah, he'll do all sorts of stuff. can fly. Rita can send down the staff and make him grow. All sorts of stuff. That's got to be like yeah. the next installment is Godzilla Jack and King Black Kong shows up versus Power versus Rangers. Power Rangers. And I also yeah. wouldn't be surprised if uh, Godzilla Two is actually also Pacific Rim Two, because there's that whole thing where they said they were doing Pacific Rim, then got canceled, and then Guillermo del Toro was like, "No, no, I'm still working on it." <laughs> so I think I wouldn't be surprised if that's even the reason they got him to do Pacific Rim Two. If they're like, "You want to do it?" He's like, "Not really." And they're like, well, "You can use Godzilla." And they're like, "Okay, okay, okay." okay well, now we have we something. We can, we can do that. <laughs> we, can, we can do that, please. Throw all the kaiju in there. So I wouldn't be surprised all if that's it. And then the and then Godzilla versus King Kong is the the kaiju uh, warriors need a little help, so they get their old buddy Godzilla. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> or, sorry, their old buddy King Kong and to help now, them out. <coughs> the new Godzilla, they have the entire monster lineup they can use. Right? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So far, I, I think that they did like confirm that in. Godzilla 2 they're gonna put like Mothra and maybe well, I know like, they, maybe uh, uh, Ghidorah I know yeah. after the first one they did announce that they've gotten the rights to the rest yeah. of, the, of the canon basically they've got them yeah and it the can't have been that expensive no. let's be honest no. <laughs> what a time to be alive but um, yeah so that's all coming alright next up um, this is a weird one yeah, maybe you guys can help me with this because I don't know a lot about an anime but sure, I guess okay. this one uh, sorry this uh, manga rather. Battle Angel yeah Manga? Yeah, manga, rather. <laughs> I prefer manga, but it's fine. That's <laughs> okay. I don't um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, Battle Angel, Robert <laughs> Rodriguez has signed on to direct it. Isn't that also have... Isn't it James Cameron? It's James Cameron. It's been his baby yeah. for a long mm -hmm. time, and he's just decided he's got... He's just got so many Avatar star stories yeah. to tell that he can't do anything other than Avatar <laughs> right now. So, <laughs> so, he's hired, so he's hired Rodriguez, and they're going to do it together. Sure. Which is intriguing. Um, is is this like good? I, I read it was like a, I read a it was called in Japan Gun Slash Dream, which is amazing. Yes. And B, it's about an amnesiac female cyborg becoming an assassin. Yes. Which sounds okay to me too. It's oh, it's okay. Like yeah. It was mid. I think it was mid nineties, early yeah. late eighties. I think. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'd have to. I mean, it must. So it's going to be like a live action it. adaptation. So it's going to be a live action, yeah. I believe. Huh. And the, we, that's like I'm a new sure thing that's happening now. Eh? Talked about this. The yeah. Evangelion movie is still sort of kind of on track, maybe. Not really. No. I mean, okay. They have no. They I mean the people that are making Evangelion will say, "Yeah, it's always on track." But no, no oh, one's ever going to okay. make that movie. <laughs> much like the Akira movie, that's never going to be made. Or much like going to happen. I think the Akira's going to happen. Think, I, don't I, think, think, I don't think it's going to be good. The rumor I've heard is that it's. It's Christopher Nolan's next movie. Really? Because yeah, they've that's, just said because yeah. Warner Brothers has been trying to developing Akira for years. They've yeah. never said they're not doing Leonardo it. Leonardo DiCaprio was a And all of a sudden, Christopher Nolan has a movie coming yeah. out that no one will say anything about. Yeah. Wasn't and I wouldn't weird, be surprised like, if it's Akira. Like Bill Murray from attached to like Evangelion because he's like a huge no, fan no, of it. No, no, not Bill Murray. Robin Williams was a yes, that's no. right, 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 he's right. A right. Huge Evangelion. Yeah, that's fan. why in one hour photo, all the toys that they use mm -hmm. are Evangelion toys. Yeah. Fun fact from his house. But anyway, no, yeah. I think he got them just to get. It's gonna be out. interesting, and it's also weird in that like Robert Rodriguez has never worked for hire since like. Um, oh, he has. Hasn't just um, what you call it? Aliens, the uh, Predator movie. Didn't he do that for hire? Uh, he didn't direct it. Oh, I thought he did. No, he just wrote and produced it. Oh, okay. He was gonna direct it in the '90s, but then it didn't get made. Okay. Um, and so the only one that he like directed for hire technically is God. What's it called? The Faculty. Okay, yeah. Which I quite like. That was a good but, movie. Yeah, but that's the only one, and now he's doing this and Johnny Quest. So Why not? That'd be cool. yeah, so it's I mean like I'm interested in seeing how they do, but it makes me wonder if he's losing hemorrhaging money through his studio and I needs say, to like take some jobs and make some cash. <laughs> I say we ditch the whole Johnny Quest thing and just make Venture Brothers the movie. Mm. I suppose. Dude, well, to be fair, the Adventure Brothers was the Adventure the Brothers is, of, yeah. 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 I don't I think just want to see the Monarch back in action, man. But I think it's already like that show is still doing fine for them. There no oh, there's yeah. no reason to make a movie out of it. Mm. Like that show just to please us. But we already have the show. There's no reason to make another thing that's kind of less good than the thing we already have. I just wanted Brendan. Just, uh, just wanted. Yeah, because, uh, like, the, uh, <laughs> whatchamacallit, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie wasn't, like, amazing. It was cool. No, but it, it was, it was cool an hour-long Aqua Teen Hunger thing, Force it was, yeah. it was cool that they made it, but ultimately you, I was just like, this was better in 10-minute chunks. Do you know what yeah. the best part about that was? The... Um, let's all go to the movie section. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, Macedon. Macedon. Yeah, <laughs> that's that an amazing fun. song. <laughs> 
about if you do not movie do theater etiquette, basically. Yeah. yeah, it had some funny stuff for sure. It just it but didn't. But it, it, it ran that type of that type of absurdist humor. I think the shorter the better. Yeah, I think I gravity is I agree. key uh, for that kind of stuff. All right, next up, um, this is a weird one. Apparently, Hulk is going to be in Thor three. Why not? Cool. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say sure to that. Yeah, I don't know why. It's a weird choice. He's never getting his own movie again. He never will, because in order to do that, Universal Studio needs a piece of the pie. And so Marvel, Marvel, Marvel Studios only yeah. can only have him as a supporting character. Yeah. So he'll just always that's, be a supporting that's character. That's a really weird uh, restriction. Like, oh, you can use him, just only as a supporting character. Well, no, yeah. it's the way the contract works. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's I mean, so these contracts weird. are so intricate. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're strange. Like, they're nonsense. They're yeah. complete, like, yeah. legal well, was Marvel also, really needed Well, it was also set up point. when, like, Marvel... <laughs> didn't have a distribution system. Yeah. That they were just a production company desperately trying to do stuff. So they were like, fine, that's fine. We just need money to make mm. a Hulk movie. And now that they're an independent entity, they have no interest in yeah. playing ball exactly, Universal yeah. anymore. Which is a shame, but maybe not, because, you know, it's not like we one can think of all those amazing Hulk stories that we desperately yeah. want turned into I movies, you know what, what I mean? Well, Hulk, like, well, Planet, like Hulk Planet Hulk. Yeah, Planet yeah, Hulk, but even okay, then, I don't want to watch that. a movie of all Hulks. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds kind of awful. Yeah. What makes Hulk work is he's the, he's the only one, right? Yeah. Like he's the, like, crazy person in the straight person world. Yeah. Or straight man world, basically. All right. And next up, um, yeah, this is kind of weird and sad. Which is that at New York Comic Con last week, uh, Joss Whedon claimed that he made more money off of Doctor Horrible. Than That's Avengers I read 1. that. Yeah, that is huh. really incredibly sad. Mm-hmm. Which, like, to a certain level, I guess makes sense because um, Doctor Horrible was entirely self-financed yeah. and self-distributed, and so he made every all the money that was to be well, made from it beyond the cost to pay the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He, so he was in a position, and it was all digital distribution yeah. for the first time. So he was in the position to make all the money for that. But at the same time, Avengers made a billion damn oh, yeah. dollars. Yeah. So. Should you think you get a little chunk well, no, of that? Well, no, because Marvel's notorious. For they are incredibly cheap. Yeah. And that's apparently part of the reason why Kevin Feige split, so they can start paying people some money and actually getting talent. Because <laughs> they mean, before, like, when they started, yeah. people were like, yeah, whatever, I get to do an Avengers movie, that's yeah. interesting. Now people are like, look, we know how much money you make. Like, this is <laughs> like, ridiculous. Yeah, we, this is absolutely yeah. absurd. you got to pay me if you want me to do this. So, um, yeah, but at the same time, he did pointly not say how much money he made for Avengers 2. So I think I'm, sure, it's I'm in, sure ultimately he made it okay. I'm sure it's a few million. I guarantee he made at least 50 million. No, he didn't make 50 million. Not like uh, a salary, but I'm sure he got no, a piece of the pie. I doubt it. For sure. Dr. Horrible did not make 50 million. No, no, no. I mean on Avengers 2. Yeah, but if he said he made... No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Avengers 1 was he made less on. He oh, okay. pointedly did not say the money he made on Avengers oh, 2. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, no, no. I think he did fine. I, I'm sure he's not... I don't a, feel he, bad. He's not a poor man. Yeah, I don't feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. He's doing fine. He's, it, he's, he's fine. He's doing fine. It's a shame that he made the third most successful uh, movie of all time and clearly didn't participate in the profits, but he, he made fine. Avengers 2, so yeah. he's going to be okay. Um, all right, and that's it for my movie days. What we have to mention, the fact that the rumor right now is... Um, in a deal to get the TV rights for X-Men, mm. apparently Fox has given the rights to Fantastic Four back to Marvel. Oh, I'm okay with Ooh, that. That is a rumor right now. It has not been yeah. confirmed. It's based on sources, based on, like, comic book, film, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that, though, because they've been negotiating for a little while to get yeah. that X-Men TV thing, and Marvel has, in the past, already tried to trade characters. Yeah. That's how they got Daredevil. Yeah. Um, because I think, yeah, there was a point where they were trying to trade for Galactus. Yeah. And Fox wouldn't give it up. But if they get the Fantastic Four rights back, I think Galactus I th- I will think come with it. It's a Fantastic Four along with Galactus and Doctor Doom and Silver Surfer. Apparently. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're sort of all yeah. part of the same property, technically. But that being said, that is all rumor right now. No mm. one in any position of power has confirmed it. It's mm. all uncorroborated sources at this exact Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if it's true, awesome. Yeah, I'm because totally okay with that. I don't want to see another one of those Fantastic Four movies Fox made. Those, yeah, are, yeah. those are all awful. It's a shame. I didn't I mind see uh, Silver Server. But <laughs> in other news, Fox might might be making a TV show, X-Men movie. From the yeah, X-Men I heard, yeah, yeah, the yeah, X-Men yeah. TV show. There was one based on... There's two, wasn't it? Like one Hellfire. Yeah, and one's one Hellfire, one's another Legion. one. Legion. Yeah. 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 But yeah. they're all X-Men based. Yeah, that'd X-Men be really cool, really though. Right now. Well, and also, like, X-Men is actually a large enough universe that it can oh, yeah. stand on like, its own. Like, all the mutants. That's really the only one yeah. of the Marvel properties that could be its own entire universe. And Spider-Man as well, I suppose. True. Anywho. All right. So should I do movie reviews then? Yeah, oh, let's do it. I'm right. watching, man. All right. I got three for this week. Nice. First up is Bridge of Spies, the new Spielberg movie. How is that? Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's... Uh, any spoilers? 
We should probably announce it yeah, now. Yeah, sure. Why not? Spoiler. I mean, like, I'm not Don't gonna spoil give, the first scene of the gonna, movie, I'm not Phil. I'm going to give anything important away, but fine. <laughs> but fine. If you want me to say spoilers, I can say spoilers. Um, Spoiler. So it's, yeah. So it's set, it's set uh, and it's Cold War thriller. Um, and uh, first, based on true story, yeah. first sequence is a really, really well done sort of silent sequence involving this uh, uh, Brooklyn painter who's secretly a Russian mm -hmm. spy. And you're just sort of watching people follow him. Very, very tense. Eventually, he gets captured, refuses to give up anything on the Russians. Um, and he's sort of the first Russian spy yeah. that had been captured. So he's going to go to court. No one wants to. Uh, he's, he's basically just a pariah in the media. Everyone yeah. wants to punish him because of Red Scare and so forth. And uh, Tom Hanks is, plays a uh, Dudley Do-Right prosecutor. Gets assigned to it, and he wants to treat him properly, be a good guy. And so it starts courtroom thriller like that, but then um, a uh, two things uh, two uh, Americans are find themselves trapped in Russia. Okay. And Tom Hay and uh, the U.S. government wants to negotiate to trade the spy they have for their guys, and but they can't don't want to do that publicly because yeah. they don't want to show any sort of uh, even communication. So they send uh, Tom Hanks's lawyer over to of do course. it. Of course. So then it becomes incredibly paranoid and raw and raw mm -hmm. and weird. It's, so it's an interesting story. Um, and it's sort of like halfway between uh, like a Jean Le Carré paranoid spy, pencil pushing spy thriller, like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy or Spy Came with Cold, and then a like you know uh, Frank Capra kind of humanist little guy versus the world scenario, which is good for Spielberg to do. Um, weirdly enough, it, the script was co-written by the Coen Brothers, Ooh. and you can really tell it has their really sort of uh, zingy, sarcastic dialogue, and also a certain level of self-conscious uh, humor about it that is an intriguing mix with, like, Spielberg's unbelievable sincerity and then this kind of, like, sarcastic humor running through it. So it, I found it a lot of fun, and more importantly, like, Spielberg is just such a genius at visual storytelling that it is mm -hmm. just, like, an absolute pleasure to get to see him ply his trade and, you know, shadowy paranoia is, perf is a perfect uh, setup for visual manipulation. So... It uh, yeah, I'd say it's pro probably one of the, it's he, one of the best things he's done in probably like a decade. Um, very very well done. Very sort of small, very old fashioned, but extraordinarily funny and sweet and warm and moving and frightening and uh, paranoid and beautiful to look at and all those things. So I highly recommend that if you like your Spielberg stuff and your old timey paranoid thrillers, which I do. So that worked out for me. Next up, Steve Jobs movie. Wait, how was that? Good. So, they made a Steve Jobs movie. Another one. Yeah. Um, this time was written by Aaron Sorkin. Um, and uh, obviously did The Social Network, West Wing, etc. Mm -hmm. um, I, as a general rule, uh, find uh, Aaron Sorkin's writing irritating because he's incredibly in love with his own voice. And there are times <laughs> when I'm watching his TV series when, you know, he doesn't have to have a sort of forward momentum plot all the time when I can just like practically hear him and his writers high-fiving each other in between the dialogue. <laughs> really, really bugs me. But I like Social Network quite a bit. A, because the subject matter was compelling. B, because actually they had a filmmaker come in and tone down Aaron Sorkin's nonsense. I'll never forget, there's a bit on the making of documentary on the Blu-ray for Social Network where you see them rehearsing and David Fincher says, okay, yeah, yeah, that was good. It's just, it doesn't really sound like people talking, so let's try to rework that a little bit. And I was like, finally, thank you. That's what I've been waiting the whole time. Because he's a pretty good writer, as long as you can control that. So this one is a bit toned down, thankfully. It is also not quite as subdued as The Social Network. Basically, it's four long scenes, um, each taking place immediately before... Sorry, three long scenes. Each taking place immediately before a product launch. First one being the original Macintosh in 1984. Uh, the second one being uh, the next educational computer, the Jobs, uh, fa the incredible failure that he tried to launch after being fired from Apple. The third being the iMac, which sort of created Apple as the dominant uh, thing that we know today. Mm -hmm. The structure of the movie is almost kind of like a Christmas story in a weird way, where at the very beginning we see a very arrogant, uh, <clears throat> angry uh, Steve Jobs who basically just goes around and alienates everyone in his life. Right. And gradually he learns that maybe he shouldn't do that while also finally seeing his vision come to life. Okay. Um, so it has, yeah, it's kind of a Citizen Kane thing as well. Um, so it's, um, yeah, there's some great, really great point of dialogue. The acting's fantastic. Uh, How was Fassbender? Fassbender's fantastic. He really, like, he starts off, like, as sort of uber male uh, jerk um, in the Aaron Sorkin mode, and gradually over the course of it does transform into, like, what we know, the Steve Jobs that mm -hmm. we know from all the conferences and so forth, and that's really interesting to watch. All the other characters basically, you know, it's one of those movies where they're just, like, playing different 
you know, symbols for the people he's abused or his conscience. Sure. <laughs> but they do a pretty good job of it. Uh, like Seth, uh, Seth Rogen plays um, Wozniak. Oh, okay. And uh, um, uh, Kate Winslet plays his Polish assistant, who is essentially his uh, conscience and so forth. Um, and yeah, it's it. I thought it was like really compelling, well done. Uh, Danny Boyle directed it, which was for the best because he's a very flamboyant, colorful, stylish filmmaker, which is very necessary in a movie that's three long conversations. Right. Um, so he actually provided a lot of, <laughs> yeah, visual, provided a lot of visual stimuli in a way that didn't necessarily have to be there based on the page. And also, um, which also Fincher did with Social Network. Um, and then also, uh, because there is a slight redemption arc to it, he uh, found a way to actually make it emotional in a way Aaron Sorkin stuff tends not to be. So it was an interesting balance. When say it's perfect, there are definitely bits that are very, very overwrought. Um, and there's even like some self-conscious humor on Aaron Sorkin's part to sort of acknowledge how ridiculously overwritten yeah. some, some of it is, which I guess I appreciated, but at the same time, he could have just not done that stuff as yeah. well, sort of making fun of it. That would make more sense. Um, but at the same time, very, very well done. It does feel kind of like a spiritual sequel to the Social Network because it is, again, about yeah. a genius who created, um, you know, the who had the vision to create the connected digital space yeah. we live in but had no idea how to actually communicate with actual human beings, right. which is an amusing dramatic irony that works. And, yeah, totally worth checking out. Um, that was good. Cool. And then finally, uh, Crimson Peak. Yeah, how is this? I'm kind of oh, This is a Guillermo del Toro movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. It is um, like a full gothic romance in both senses of the word. Okay. So it is very melodramatic. But it is also incredibly stylized and, and, and really, really beautiful to look at. So, like, and, and it is very creepy. It is, like, it is a ghost story. It, 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 it is, yeah, it's, so it's highway between a gothic romance like a, you know, Jane Eyre. Wuthering Heights type yeah. thing, where the and those always sort of have a very atmospheric supernatural element mm -hmm. to them that then proves to be not there. Right. This one is there, so that's a plus. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and and it is yeah very romantic over the top tale, but sort of that sort of yeah. ping pong's back with all the styles. So yeah, basic story: Mia Wasikowska plays a uh, waif who wants to be a go gothic novelist. So there's a little bit of self-conscious humor to point to right, poke yeah. out of you know, all the overblown metaphors and uh, melodrama. And she meets um, a really Tom Hiddleston-esque guy, appropriately enough, played by Tom Hiddleston. Who's Weird very, how that happens. very charming. <laughs> and uh, she's never been in love, but pff, there it happens. And uh, her father doesn't approve, but then he dies. So that's convenient. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so she ends up moving nice. in with him. And uh, Hiddleston has a um, sister, played by Jessica Chastain, who, like, just from, like, Across the room in the first scene, you can tell is evil. It's that kind of movie. So she was evil. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For sure. And, uh, and that's yeah. That's not like a spoiler in, at all. I think, <laughs> the, I think in the first no. scene they give that game away. <laughs> so something is very so something's very clearly wrong um, when Mia Wyakoska moves in with this creepy brother sister combo. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, house is haunted. Okay. And a house is also uh, leaking from the roof and sinking with all of the. Uh, symbolism that of course it just sounds kind of like like Suspiria almost yeah well it is also very much done in the style it's halfway between a gothic romance and an Italian horror film yeah. everything is hyper stylized the okay. colors are amazing mm -hmm. there's like an opening prologue where we see um, a child uh, version of Mia Wyakoska's character uh, haunted by her mother that has that has the same sort of bright yeah. garish green and red lighting from Italian horror movies it's oh, so cool. beautiful to look at all the sets are you know, cavernous mm. and expressive, and all the lightings are like just just as a like technical feat. It's remarkable. It uh, it is mostly as a horror film a kind of creep out atmospheric thing. Yeah. But if you stick with it, plenty of viscera. When eventually they get okay. there. Not unlike Pat's Labyrinth. Well, so that, but that's the thing is that, like, I'm the kind of guy who doesn't like a lot of viscera. Like, I prefer yeah. that kind of like creepy atmosphere. Well, there you go. Horror. Then you're gonna like. Okay, yeah. Then you're gonna want this. Yeah. It reminds. It felt as close to me to like Pan's Labyrinth or Devil's Backbone of any of uh, Guillermo Toro's yeah, Hollywood cool. movies. Because I really like um, that For sure. Labyrinth, like yeah, it. totally. It's just this is in, by doing a gothic romance, um, it is a more mainstream, conventional yeah. star narrative. It is, it is like as much for 14-year-old girls yeah. as it is for 15-year-old boys, um, which hopefully that translates to yeah. the box office. I don't know. The thing is, I like well. The thing I admire most about it is the like sincerity. Like yeah. he's really going for it. And yeah, yeah. Very emotional and everything's big and broad. And if you sort of recognize what he's doing, then it's fun to embrace yeah. that. But I mean, like even at the screening, I was a previous screening that people were very anxious to be there. There were like giggles and titters at some of the yeah really melodramatic stuff. And I think that 
probably be a problem with teenagers going to see it on Halloween. But that being said, it's just so well constructed and so well done. And if you're like a big horror movie geek, it's just riddled with references to like the changeling and yeah. the haunting and uh, spe- specifically um, a lot of Mario Baba movies, a lot of some Dario Argento stuff. Oh, nice. And uh, it's, yeah, it can be intense and it can be subtle and it's a lot of really wonderful things. I think it's one, I think it's a really, really, and it, it, above all else, even though it's a Hollywood movie, it is very clearly a personal vision of Guillermo del Toro. Awesome. I was impressed with it. He was yeah. able to pull that off. But at the same time, as much as I love it and recommend it, I totally understand someone hating it because it is what it is and yep. it does not attempt to pander hmm. awesome. for a second. And if you can't get on board with how overdone and how heavy-handed and how pushed things are because yeah, yeah. Of that's that type of story, then you're just going to be annoyed from first frame to last. Fair and that's going to happen to a lot of people, but I can't recommend it enough. It's cool. just for the eye candy alone. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a good time. And anyone playing any games then? Yeah. Um, before, I mean, haven't you, Phil? Yeah, I mean, I didn't... I guess I could talk about the Uncharted collection. You I might as well, yeah. Last week. <laughs> um, yes, I played the Uncharted collection. Woo. Um, it was games... Woo. It was definitely Uncharted 1 through 3, which I adore. <laughs> yeah. Surprise! Uh, yeah. Such <laughs> good games. Absolutely, they're oh so good. Um, now, none of the bonus contents, obviously, I don't get any of the videos, none of, any, none okay. of that. It's just... And none of the multiplayer, just the single player. Although, I guess oh, you perfect. will get invited to the multiplayer beta for the new one come December. Yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't have access to that, so I can't say. But anywho, um, yeah, so it's a remaster. In terms of the remastering, uh, the most noticeable one is, unsurprisingly, the first one, which came out in 2007. Yeah, yeah. And it looks amazing. Yeah, it looked like, really they, good. They really, yeah. really went out of their way to scrub that one up. and uh, Because, I mean, they that looked great it. when it came out, but it, lo- it looked dated. Because they, they upped it now. It did yeah. 60 FPS now, right? Totally, yeah. yeah. And all the lighting's redone, and it now looks as... It's no longer like the poor cousin of the Uncharted series. Right. It looks as good as the others. Now, obviously, you know, it's the same game, so the scale isn't as large as yeah, where yeah. they got to. But I was blown away with what they'd done on that. I couldn't, I, I, I knew that they were good. I knew it would look better. I didn't think it would be that dramatic of a, of a job. And I was very impressed. Um, Uncharted 2 and 3, um, again, like it's up to 60 yeah. frames per second. And there are some lighting and detail changes. But much like the remaster of God of War 3 I did a few yeah. months mm-hmm. ago, like it's, I mean, look like those were beautiful games. Yeah, it's, it's anyway, hard, it's hard to improve so on something that do. was like yeah. released yeah. like four years <laughs> yeah, ago, totally. right? There's only so much you can do. It does look a little bit better, I suppose, but not dramatically. <laughs> but at the same time, like if you've never played an Uncharted yeah. game before, you get That's all me, buddy. three. Yeah, there you go. You get really? all three. I didn't have a PS3. There you go. That's not an excuse. Yeah, you get all three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't afford an $800 system. I apologize. I wasn't That's rich fair. like they you, Cody. They weren't always $800. Yeah, yeah, I got mine a few years. In I'm not rich at all. No, because yeah. at that point, right, I was sort of like late into the game, and I kind of was just like, eh, it's not worth it. That's when I got I'll, it. I'll just wait for the next gen. That's the only reason I got a, a PS3 is because I went over to my friend's house, and he showed me yeah. Uncharted 2. No, I, I, was, I was I upset because I missed out on like uh, I missed out on God of War 3. I missed right, out on Uncharted. I missed out on a lot of really cool stuff that was on. The, on the PS3. I got a PS3 because I was sick of my Xbox 360 overheating on me. Yeah. I got red ringed like. I didn't see. I didn't times. have a problem with that. My my fir- <laughs> you I bought a problem with it overheating. No, I mean like like I had a first gen Xbox and that thing lasted yeah. me like six years. I, my my brother got the 360 that I have now. Mm. Uh, the, like the like week the it new, came out. Yeah, like yeah. the new slim. Uh, no, no, like the week it came out. Like oh. he bought the like. Oh, wow. I was the first kid in my school to have a 360. Oh wow. Um and. Yeah, it broke so many times, and it got to the point where I was just like, you know what? Like, there is like there's a there's a the it overheated, got it back. Yeah, overheated, got it back, and it just like kept doing that. And then the the last straw was Fable Three, and I was just like, no, I'm <laughs> done with this. And yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, never, I, never, I never, I never so had a problem angry. with my, uh, <laughs> I never had a problem with my Xbox. But really. anyway, yeah, if you haven't played. To get all three of them on one disc like that is like. Is awesome it a full price title? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Yes. I so, believe. It, but three games for seven. You get all three, and yeah. they're long, and they're yeah. satisfying. Like Uncharted yeah. Two in particular, I think is probably the oh, best action game ever game. made. Yeah. That's a good game. Yeah, and three like suffers in that it's just trying to outdo its predecessor too much, as opposed to do something. Yeah. But at the same time, there are sequences that I adore, like the bit where you get lost in the desert. I yeah, I was like, going to say that one's amazing. Yeah. Um. So, and then yeah, the first one looks and plays better than it ever yeah. has before. The other two, it look as good as they're going to. Mm. It's a shame we're not getting Uncharted 4 this year. Uh-huh. Heartbreaking. I still cry about it. But <laughs> I can tell you. Doing it this, right now. Oh, you have no <laughs> idea. But this is a great way to sort of scratch that itch. That's I like that they uh, took out the six-axis stuff from 
Uncharted one. Did they just yeah, take totally. it off? Yeah, yeah, they redid. Yeah, they redid the aiming system. So it's now just a regular aiming system. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Plays. Yeah, they did everything they could to make it play like the other two. That's good. Short of adding new action levels. That's fair. Which you know. Yeah, it was a lot of work. It was fine. Yeah, it was fun stuff. Um, I preferred the. Uncharted 4, yeah. frankly. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, as, as far as remasters go, this is one of the few I've played that's absolutely worth awesome. picking up. Awesome. Uh, Jordan, you've been playing something, haven't you? I have been playing a few things. Well, uh, fill I, us in. I picked up uh, a cool little indie game. Uh, last week, uh, you might remember, no, maybe because it was uh, the other day. So I tried a game uh, on itch.io. It was garbage, but while I was at itch.io, I saw a cool little uh, point-and-click adventure game called Fran Bow, and it's this really weird little uh, trippy, gothic-style uh, point-and-click adventure. You're a little girl who uh, gets uh, stuck in a mental institution after her parents get brutally massacred, um, you're, so you're trying to figure out the mystery. The cool little interesting dyna uh, dynamic in it is that you uh, take these pills that sort of, like, change the whole world around you, so, like, what be is, like... It all the atmosphere is very creepy to start with, but mm. what sort of looks like a seemingly average, you know, mental institution uh, room, you pop a pill, and suddenly there's ghosts everywhere and blood all over the walls, and it gets the... the so a lot of the imagery is very, very striking, very cool, very, like, weird, and, and it, the overall, like, atmosphere of the game actually does lend itself very well to uh, the point-and-click style. I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, excited to see what else is uh, is up there, and it just it just you know it just uh, it's good to see that you know certain stuff like good stuff makes it to itch.io and then eventually to Steam. Um, I played cool. Dragon Quest Heroes, awesome fun game. Uh, it's it, it's another Dynasty Warriors basically, but set in the Dragon Quest universe. I never played Dragon Quest actually. Um, really? Because I was You're very very late. Out. I know I was very late to the RPG game. Uh, my first RPG ever was Super Mario RPG. And so oh, by, by that time, game, like, I was so, sort of really far behind in the Dragon Quest saga. I think the only Dragon Quest I actually kind of played was Dragon Quest Eight because it came with a demo for Final mm. Fantasy Twelve. And when that game sucked the big one, yeah. I returned Dragon Quest because, you know, you can't spend three days with an RPG. It's just impossible. But <laughs> I think that was the same week that when I took back... Um, Dragon Quest, I got like an exchange in Blockbuster and I rented Jack 2 and that launched my love for the Jack and Daxter franchise. Oh, there so, you, go. you know, so, when God, you know, close thank you opens a window. Dragon Quest for making um, a really doo-doo game. <laughs> and so then playing this one though, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's, I mean, so it's your basic Dragon Quest or uh, Dynasty Warriors game so you know what to expect. But it's not Press like... lots. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like uh, your Dynasty Warriors, like Hyrule Wars, or even the One Piece game that sort of takes that game was so bad. what Dynasty Warriors is and slaps a certain coat of paint on it. Mm. This does bring in a lot of elements from the Dragon Quest franchise. Like, um, for example, you can only, like, it's unlike, you know, other Dynasty Warrior games, you don't play as one single character you create a group of four and as you accumulate more players you have to constantly like, like change your group depending on what you want to have in your group so it right. does have that sort of like rpg fundamentals to it um the way you sort of level up the way you use attacks there's like there's magic and there's mana and you know um the the, the tension system from a lot of the uh, dragon quest games is in there which acts like your basic you know magic system or like the super move system in a lot of the uh, dynasty warriors games but no i'm really enjoying it actually and i i'm probably gonna take it home tonight because i still want to keep playing it like mm -hmm. I, I was having that much fun with it cool. and i got saint Seiya. um you guys might know it as knights of the zodiac okay um it's a fun you did you not did you not ever watch knights of the zodiac they brought it to ytv like what no. i guess when we were in high school how and old the, are you? I am 26. Okay, so I'm 22. So you would have been... I would have been in elementary school. Okay. It was a cool... They, they redubbed it. I don't know. They had the bowling for suit version of I ran in the, uh, in the titles I sequence. I would have watched that. I like bowling it, for it was, uh, it was really... It was, it was weird because, see, that was the thing. Was that when I was in high school, I was that kind of, like, you know, thought I was a lot smarter than I was anime snob. Right, and okay. uh, when I saw it, because I was watching stuff like Inuyasha and Witch Hunter Robin, and it had this really, like, low-budget like 80s even like maybe early okay. 70s uh animation yeah. in the anime um i wrote it off very quickly uh it's actually really good i'm watching it now on netflix uh animation's still garbage <laughs> and it's it's very like tropey anime like remember that you know that episode of futurama where they make fun of anime yeah it's basically like that okay. like 100 percent um but it's still kind of fun and enjoyable to watch the game itself plays a little bit like like a budokai game 
Um, but you know, it's it's fun and it's charming and it sort of like stays in the same style as the like anime. That's what they do. It's like, oh, we have an anime franchise. Oh, Let's make it a, a yeah, fighting game. Uh-huh. But it's it's like you know, it's got that free open style to it, and it, like the way you fight feels a lot like a bad, like kind of poorly animated anime, and it works in the sense that it's it's very fitting to what the anime is. So okay. I'm actually really enjoying it. Cool, Cody. What have you been playing? Uh, before I talk about what I've been playing, I need to make a bit of a correction for a news thing. I oh, okay. Um, Breaking. So, yeah. So, the Retro VGS, its Indiegogo campaign is dead. Okay. Um, but they're saying that uh, they're not giving up, and they've made some adjustments to their hardware team, um, and they're they're going to lower the price while maintaining most of the features, and in the m- near future, they're probably going to come back with something else. I don't All know right, if that's, that's going to cool. be on Indiegogo or if that's going to be on Kickstarter, but... The dream's not dead, and I'm kind of nice. happy after reading that. Well, that's good. Um, I played two games, because I missed last week's podcast, so I have two games to talk we about. We missed you. All right. Big time. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was right. It's okay, man. You know, stuff happens. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I played uh, Grand Ages Medieval. Uh, that was actually kind of fun. Have, have you guys played any of the Grand Ages games? No. Never Okay, so do you guys like real-time strategy games? A little bit. I'm not very good at it. I, yeah. I love StarCraft. Not good at it. Yeah, I'm... Pretty much the only real-time strategy game I'm really good at is Warcraft 3. Uh, aside from that, though, love RTSs, uh, Civilization, uh, Command & Conquer, Pikmin. Original Warcraft. <laughs> Pikmin is one of the most stressful games <laughs> on this planet. Sending those poor little it guys really to the, hearing oh their God. tragic screams as yeah, they get eaten. It's like, what? Do, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, love Pikmin 2. Uh, love Pikmin as well not <laughs> as Pikmin 2 and number two yeah. I mean you love both including them. that and number three I like them all anyway uh it's it's a real-time strategy game um my biggest issue with it was that it focused a lot of on like developing your economy um so there's not as much like I'm gonna Wartime. conquer Europe with my massive army kind of stuff gotcha. uh you still can it's just not as fulfilling because they didn't put as much that's funny because w- when i played spore and spore turned into an rts i ended up going like economic and i ended up taking yeah. over the world by that's, just being the richest man in the yeah, world no that's not as fun what you do is you send your army to the closest place to you and then you take it over i don't know man that's, that's i made it rain that's what makes it, but instead you uh you build a lot of roads and trades uh like trade roads are good man people need roads outposts and stuff mm-hmm. like that it was really cool uh, there was a lot of uh it was really deep in that sense um, the single player campaign sucked. Really? Oh my god! I don't know what the hell was going on with that. There was like I couldn't get. First off, I was playing it on a PS4, and real time strategy games is, don't work on consoles. No. Nope. Uh-huh. Button layout. It's mouse and, c- mouse and keyboard menu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I was just having so many issues trying to like simple things like set up your like your first town, in the in the single player campaign. Could not do it. Like I'd end up getting it done, really? but like I just I couldn't. It took so long. There were so many issues, and like if you mess things up because you don't really understand what the game wants you to do your whole town goes into a recession and it's bad play it on uh like the free range mode i dominated just wrecked everyone (laughs) it was amazing so and i learned just as much with you know without having the campaign kind of guiding me along it was fun i liked it it was like i think i gave it like an eight Cool. It was cool. cool. Yeah, you can check out the review on on the website. Yeah. Um, other one, the review's not up for it yet, but I, I got to play Ride. Uh, oh yes, Bandai Namco, <clears throat> their their latest driving sim. Okay. Uh, it's motorcycle. a motorcycle one yeah. though. Oh so hey. It's not, it's one not of those motorcycles like is project. going into a Project X cross zone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? No. <laughs> that was like well, I believe it. Sure, why not? <laughs> Just um, a motorcycle by itself. I didn't have tons of time with cars. Uh, I just it didn't look good. I assumed it wasn't. Is the focus like mostly on um, motorcycles? Yeah, well, no, I'm saying like the, the other game that they did. Oh, they did, oh, cars, the cars. Other, yeah, Project Cars. Yeah. Project Cars. Yeah. Wasn't that Bandai Namco? They was, but the yeah. completely, that's actually a good game. Yeah, was it? Yeah. I didn't play too much of it, but I think um, we have it here. Yeah, it's right there. I think isn't it right behind you? As I point behind. No, uh, other shelf. No, no, no. Forward good podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, yeah. Didn't play a ton of it, uh, but. With playing with um, with Ride, uh, it seemed like they were trying really hard to make this uh, the, the 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 next, well not the next, the the only uh, motorcycle sim game, uh, and it just didn't quite get there. There wasn't quite as much customization as I wanted. There wasn't quite as much track variety as I wanted. Um, it felt a little too arcadey to be a sim. Um, it was still really fun. The AI is super aggressive, though. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, 
taking me out by my back tire and like making Kicking me fall. yeah like they were like it was bad and like it was really frustrating too because so they're going for this like super rash. realistic gameplay and then like some jerk will take a corner too hard while I'm doing my turn and then like knock me off my bike right. and then just completely disregard the bike like they're driving <laughs> they're hitting the bike like they're hitting the bike but like it, there wasn't just any scraping it along the ground basically yeah and like like this the collision detect detection was just like it sort of um like just slid away to the side slowly as the car kept going forward um Ooh. yeah but no it was it was fun i played it for like it was one of those things where i didn't want to yeah. keep playing it but for some yeah. reason i just kept playing it <laughs> it, was, it was so compellingly yeah, bad it was weird um last thing i'll say about it was that the like some of the most horrific character models I've oh. ever seen. Bikes were pretty. Amazing. Mm-hmm. The people themselves were wow. Paper hands. Whoa, and like logs for arms. Seen better things from Bethesda. <laughs> better things on N64. Like it was really gross. <laughs> That's a shame because, yeah. like, you know, in a driving slam, you, you can get away with that. Yeah, a motorcycle. Yeah, you see oh, that yeah. person see the whole time. <laughs> That's no good. Yeah, it was. Oh, and like all the people in the background too. Like it just was. It was really funny. Rough. <laughs> Rough. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, that was what I played. Sounds all good. Right. Yeah. Okay. Did you play anything? I played Diablo, but no one wants to hear about Diablo. Yeah. Diablo. I've been meaning to get into Diablo. I have yeah. it on my PlayStation. It is one of the best couch co-op games you can get. Yeah. I need another person to play with. That's the problem. We'll get yeah. one. I'm, I'm trying, s- man. <laughs> I'm still uh, working my way through Until Dawn as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, how you doing, every man? second of it. I love it. Um, like, I just got to the, I mean, like, I guess I can yeah, say, say it. it, say it. Now. Everyone's I talked about it. I just got to the, like, monster parts. Yeah. So I'm in. Oh, yeah. That's when it gets turned getting up getting to real. 11 now. Yeah, I really like it. I'm really impressed by, like, the dynamics yeah. of it and the writing and the story. Yeah. And it's surreal just to see uh, Peter Stormare, the yeah. guy says yeah. from Fargo. Yeah, <laughs> that's bizarre. And also the guy with the missing the tooth. Yeah. That's Larry Fessenden who wrote it. And yeah, is, and is well, a cool the guy filmmaker. Who, the guy who plays Josh is yep. in that show, uh, uh, Robot? Mr. Yeah, Robot. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Robot. Yeah. yeah, I've seen him a bunch. But uh, yeah, the guy missing the tooth, he's the guy who actually wrote the game and wrote, uh, he's a, a fantastic filmmaker who really? I highly, highly recommend. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're actually Shout Factory. She's putting out a box set of his movies. Oh, awesome. That's really cool. Um, Did you in a couple weeks. Hmm? Do you use Stakeland? Uh, he was involved with it. Okay. He also has a production company. Okay. So he's produced probably like 50, 60 have you, have horror seen, movies Have you seen point? the scene with the like little in-theater, uh, little um, in-house theater, where they have all his movies, posters around the thing? Oh, no, I haven't yet. Oh, I'm yeah. excited uh, for that, though. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, These are all good movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, these all look interesting. <laughs> it's hysterical. Wendigo is the one I can't recommend yeah. enough. That. If, you, if, if you haven't seen that, check that out. Which is very... Immediately. Which is kind of very similar to the story of this game, but we should, we should wrap up yes. there yes, 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 yes. Uh, because we're already running long. Um, so uh, let's plug everyone. You can follow CG Magazine on at Twitter, sorry, on Twitter at CG Mag Online. You can follow us on Facebook at CG Mag. I think CG Magazine. I think it was Comic Game Magazine. Mel usually does this. Let's and take I, a look. <laughs> yeah. This is why I didn't uh, want to specifically. Yeah. I'll just open up Facebook. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I don't know. CG what Magazine. <laughs> okay. And then we, you can also find all the great stuff from CG Magazine on cgmagonline.com. You can follow Melanie on Twitter at Kixen, K-S-K-I-X-X-E-N-Chaos. <laughs> I think it's E-N. Spelling is hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't she spell it weird? Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow everyone else on their Twitters as they will announce now. At that Phil Brown. At Cody underscore Orm. Ninja underscore Jordan. And oh, I, no, Ninja Jordan underscore. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the, the, the underscore should be in the middle, yeah, but it's mm-hmm. not. It I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm BFR26. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe on iTunes. You can also listen to us on Stitcher and on all the great places you can find podcasts. We're also on TuneIn, I think, now. We're in a lot of places. Sure. Yeah. SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud. All that Every- stuff. Everywhere you can physically listen to podcasts, we are probably there. Mm. Uh, From everyone here at CG Magazine, have a good weekend. See you. Bye. Bye.